Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hi, once again for the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Mike Kapler. He's Joel Brzezinski, and we're glad to have you along with us. Thank you for sharing with a friend that they can find our podcast. A variety of different apps out there um, and platforms, podcast platforms where you can find us. But our flagship site has all of our past programs over the past 17 years, and that's growingingrace.org. Yes, browse on over to growingandgrace.org. You'll find all of our past podcasts. And if you do it in the next 15 minutes, uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> um, then you'll just get there quicker than other people. <laughs> That's the prize. <laughs> hey, Cap, we have been doing a series, I guess you could call it a series, uh, several weeks, maybe a few months on the subject of forgiveness, specifically God's forgiveness. And I hope that it has been a blessing to people as we brought out all of these passages from the scriptures that talk about the, the, the security, I was going to say the solidness, the, the solidity, I don't know, I don't know. I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to use big words and I probably should just talk normal plain English like I know. I'm, I'm buying you a dictionary <laughs> for Christmas this year. <laughs> And But the security that we have through what Christ has done, not through our attempts at, at anything. It's never going to be about our works or anything. And so, we again, we spent a long time on that because these New Testament epistles have so much to say about the forgiveness issue and, and how we are secure in what Christ has done. And we'll kind of uh, wrap it up um, this week talking about that you know, because of this forgiveness issue, um, there is no condemnation. You you don't have to live in condemnation. If you ever sense condemnation, it's not from God, because what He has provided for you, God knows what He has provided for you in Christ. <laughs> he knows that He remembers your sins no more. He knows that He doesn't condemn you because he took care of the issue. He took care of what you couldn't take care of. So if there's ever a sense of condemnation, that's not from him. And so you can reject that. And as you reject thoughts of condemnation from God, you know, thinking that God is condemning you, this circumstance in my life is all come about because God's punishing me or God's condemning me for things that I've done. No, what God did because of the things that you did, your sins, what God did is he willed for Christ to be on the cross to take care of your sins once and for all. That's what God did about your sins. He didn't punish you for them. He's not punishing you for them. And he's not condemning you for them. And so as we wrap up this um, talk about forgiveness, we want to talk a little bit more about this this idea, this fact, that for those in Christ, as Paul says in Romans 8, 1, that there is no condemnation. And and Paul said a mouthful before that, uh, but... You know, we, we again, we get into a new chapter. We think it's a new subject sometimes mm-hmm. in the Bible. It's not that way. 
But in, in, in Romans 8, uh, to get to this as quickly as we can and, and hopefully leave you with some peace of mind by the time we're done today, as Joel said, we've been talking a lot about forgiveness, but what does that mean for you now? Because for me, for many years, because I was taught to do so, erroneously taught to do so, I was uh, constantly um, you know, seeking more forgiveness from God, confessing sins, thinking that that was somehow a form of repentance, because we're told to repent, right? And most people think that repent means to try to stop sinning. What they really mean is uh, reduce your sin uh, and do better things. Uh, that's religion's version of, of what repent means, when it's really just a change of mind. Repent means to change your mind, to think differently. Um, but in Romans 8, when Paul starts out the chapter with, there is therefore, he's following up on something that's been said uh, mm-hmm. previously. But let's pick it up here, because it's, it's important for people to understand this, that you as a believer in Christ, there is now no condemnation for you, because you're in Christ. If you were to be condemned or you were made to be felt guilty, that means that Jesus would have to experience the same thing. Mm. And Jesus isn't guilty. Jesus isn't unforgiven uh, or any of those things. Uh, He's not condemned. So you aren't either. For the law of the spirit of life, a couple different versions here, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from that old law of sin and death. Another version says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Uh, What the law could not do, verse 3 of Romans 8, what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did. God did it by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of that law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So just a bottom line here, I'm trying to get to this, Joel, is that God isn't condemning you anymore. So what do I do, Cap, Joel, what do I do when I feel like I've messed up? And maybe I've messed up over and over again, maybe with the same things. What what do I do? Because I I used to kind of go and you know, have a com- you, well. Look, you know, you can have a conversation with God about it if you want to. You don't have to, because the, the, that sin issue has been dealt with. You just pick up and you move on. You might you might be thankful. You might say thank thank you, God, that I am forgiven. And you can sit there and say, I'm going to try harder. I did that for a long time. You don't even have to do that. Um, just allow the Holy Spirit to teach you, because sin is not a good thing. In spite of everything we've talked about, about the forgiveness of, of sins, sin is is not a good thing. We should try to avoid it. It's not a part of who we are as righteous children of God, um, partakers of, of the divine nature, you know, as, as people who are in Christ. It, it's it's just not part of who we are. We're living in a fallen world, and we have these these fleshly things that throw themselves at us. And, and we we don't live up to uh, the, the perfect standard, but God understands that. That's why Jesus came, and, and he's not going to hold that stuff against you. Just pick up from where you're at and, and, and forge ahead. Right. Uh, just real quick, I wanted to focus on the, the passage that you read said, uh, the righteous requirement of law might be fulfilled in us who did not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now, I used to think that what that meant was as long as I don't sin. You're walking according to the flesh means I'm sinning. So as long as I'm not sinning, then I'm not condemned mm-hmm. and I'm righteous. As long as I'm not sinning, but I, so I have to walk according to the Spirit, which means I have to do what is right. 
That's not what that means. To walk according to the flesh is to have a, a mindset that your flesh can perfect you before God, that something that you do can perfect you before God. The, the whole point of everything we've been talking about the last several weeks and the whole point of this, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And even right there it says, in some versions it says, there is no condemnation who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. I believe that that was actually, there's a whole big thing to get in on this, but I believe it was something that was, added. It wasn't in the original transcripts, manuscripts. I won't get into that whole thing, but but either way, to walk according to the flesh is to have your mind set on your fleshly ways that you can be right before God. To walk according to the Spirit, Hebrews says that the Spirit witnesses to us these things, the things that Christ did for us. That's what it is to walk according to the Spirit, is to have your mind set on what Christ has done for you. So anyway, just to get that out of the way. Um, well, and, and just to add to that, Joel, you know, Paul told the Galatians, you, you think you're being perfected by trying to k- keep commandments? You know, you you, you think you're going to be perfected by doing that with the flesh? Right. So the flesh isn't always just sinful things. Exactly. It, as you mentioned, it's, it's trying to attain righteousness through what you do. Right. That's walking according to the flesh. The, mm-hmm. fl- the flesh can look really, really good, but it's, it's, it's the flesh. It's not the spirit. It's the opposite of walking by the spirit. So, well, so you asked the question, you know, what, when I do sin, you know, what do I do? And, and you're right um, that it's, it is good to avoid sin. We're not, we, I was just accused recently of, you're just looking for all the verses that allow you to sin all you want. Somebody told me that yesterday. And I'm like, there isn't that's, one. <laughs> there's, there's not, and it, it's not what I'm. I'm not trying to find those verses because, um, as a believer in Christ, I know that He has set me free from sin. I don't want to walk in sinful ways. That's never my goal. I know that sin is bad. Sin hurts me. Sin hurts people that I sin against. It's not good. It's that's never what we who preach grace and teach grace and and who we are in Christ. That's never our goal. We want to help people avoid sin. Uh, Paul even said that the victory comes not through law, but the victory comes through the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's what this is all about. And as we talked about from Hebrews 10, so what do I do when I sin? Well, the writer of Hebrews said this in Hebrews 10, 23. We talked about this last week. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So when I sin, when I miss the mark when in, in my behavior, instead of getting all down about myself and self-condemning, which just really brings a person down and actually can lead to even more missing of the mark, more sinning. I mean, if you feel like you're just a dirty, rotten sinner, it might be a self one of those self-fulfilling prophecies where you just figure, I might as well just go live that way if that's all I'm capable of. But no, there's a better message in these scriptures. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope, for he who promised is faithful. So set your mind on he who promised, God who made the oath, God who did all of this work. You know, he is faithful. Paul even said that when we're faithless, he is faithful. So when we mess up, instead of wallowing around in guilt and condemnation, remember that God says he remembers our sins no more. God doesn't condemn us. So let's not walk around in guilt and condemnation, but let's walk around acknowledging the hope that we have in him, because that's what we have to stand with, stand on, is what he has done for us. We can't stand upon our own efforts to try to change, to try to get better 
it's it's all of what, based on what he has done. So let's uh, put our hope in that. So that's our confession. Exactly. Um, you know, if you got to confess something, confess Jesus. Confess that Jesus is your righteousness. Jesus is your sanctification. Jesus is your life. And a uh, great reminder there, too, Joel, that God doesn't, is a great reminder that God doesn't remember our sins and he doesn't hold them against you. That, that was a, another great uh, pluck out there with that even when we're faithless, he's faithful. Faithful in what? Faithful in his forgiveness, faithful in what he has uh, declared through Christ Jesus. Um, so, so these things are now ours and, and we can walk freely in them and continue to gain more knowledge of the truth walk in that truth and as as you begin to realize who you are as a child of god who has been declared as sanctified righteous perfect and holy because of what jesus did once you begin that this is this is now part of your identity you're not just a sinner um who who has to go out and live a sinful lifestyle um, are you going to make mistakes yeah i would imagine you are just like the rest of us um, but that doesn't hold you back anymore. Now, the enemy will try to step in, and I don't know if the enemy is going to be the some, some demon whispering in your ear or maybe uh, somebody from a church pulpit, but somebody's going to try and bring condemnation upon you somewhere along the way. You might even do it upon yourself, and, but you can break free from that. Uh, you don't have to be stuck in it. So th- this is all the, the wonderful good news of the gospel and, and now that we have the life of God in us, the life of Christ, uh, God wants us to experience the benefits of that and, and to be able to, to live life to the fullest here in this life uh, before we depart from, from this planet. So hang in there and, and know that you are, uh, I mean, he's not going to let you go. Jesus said this. He said, I will not let you go. Um, so rest in that. Yeah. And let me just end with this. Um I would encourage a person to read all of Romans 5, but Paul is really contrasting here that the free gift of righteousness versus the condemnation that came through Adam. And again, there's much to read about this because sin entered through Adam and death through sin and death spread to all men because all sin. But this free gift of righteousness came through Christ. And he says, the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense, that's Adam, many died, much more the grace of God and the gift of grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift, again, the gift of God's righteousness, uh, salvation and justification, is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. That's where the condemnation was. It was in Adam. It was in the offense of Adam. It was in uh, what resulted from the one who sinned. But... The free gift, so the contrast, there was condemnation through sin, the sin that came through Adam. But the free gift, which came from many offenses, you know, the sins of the world, resulted in justification. The free gift resulted in justification. It's a free gift. Let's, I just wanted to highlight that part. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So there's much more to be said there, but remember... Joel, Joel, one one other thing I'll add before we wrap this one up uh, that we talked about earlier in this program, and that that is, even though there are fleshly things that get thrown at us here in this life, Paul made it very clear that you, as a believer in Christ, 
you are not in the flesh. Right. So there's a victory here that, that we, we can live in. That's so important to know that we are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. We are in the spirit. It's, it's a gift. It's by God's grace. It's not because we're trying. It's because he has, put, he has placed us in Christ and he has placed us in the Holy Spirit. There's no condemnation. There's no judgment for us uh, because of the one offering of Jesus Christ. So be encouraged and be assured and rest in Christ and what he has provided for you freely. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.